Welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder and CEO of the Join Jessica XO brand, where I coach, speak, and influence women to improve their mindsets so they can become happier healthier, and more successful than ever before. I am obsessed with helping women create the unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a series of pep talks that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop the mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way and grow into your infinite potential, Well then, you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's dive in. Hello, my love, and welcome back to another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. Happy Monday. I just cannot get over the fact that it is the end of September already. We are moving into the final week of September, and we're getting ready for the final quarter of 2023. Can you believe it? I want to talk to you today about non-scale victories, as you could probably tell from the title of this episode. But before we dive into talking about that, I just really want to remind you that there is still a beautiful opportunity for you to make progress forward in achieving your goals this year. I know that this is a time of year where it is very easy to just say like, fuck it, I'm not going to even try because here it is almost October already. And you look back and you think I haven't made the progress forward that I wanted to this year. Like, I'm just going to say screw it and I'll start on the 1st of January in 2024. This is a really bad habit for you to continue participating in in your life, delaying working towards the things that you want because you feel like you couldn't be perfect in the past. The past is over. It's done. It's behind you. There is no need to continue to sabotage yourself any longer this year. Today, you have an opportunity to recommit to doing the things that you said you were going to do at the start of the year, the things that are actually important to you, the things that make you feel the way that you want to feel, the things that move you forward in your life, the way that you want to move forward in your life. Do not delay doing them for another day, because if you can justify delaying doing them today while you're waiting for a future time, guess what's going to happen when that future time comes? You're also going to be able to justify delaying them for another day until a future time comes. And when we get in the habit of doing this, guess what we do? We completely delay chasing our dreams and achieving the things that matter to us in life. And then we're going to look back at the end of our lives and say, man, I really wish I would have given time, energy, and attention to doing that because I kept telling myself that I would do it tomorrow. But eventually there's going to come a time where tomorrow doesn't come anymore or the tomorrows that you have are so few that you're like, wow, I really wish that I would have lived my life the way I said I wanted to live my life. The things that you keep saying you want to do, babe, do them, please do them. You will thank yourself. Okay. So today I want to talk to you about non-scale victories that have nothing to do with the way that your body looks. Because obviously when we talk about non-scale victories, we can think about like inches on our body decreasing and seeing more muscle tone in the mirror, seeing less fat on our bodies. We can, of course, focus on those things if we want to, but I want to encourage you to focus on non-scale victories that have nothing to do with the way that your body looks. So ways that you can continue to measure your progress on your health and fitness journey 
that actually don't have anything to do with the way that your body looks. Because one of my goals in my own life and one of my goals with my clients is to really help them detach their level of feeling good and worthiness from the way that their body looks. Because if you're being honest with yourself, how many years have you spent of your life feeling like you only get to feel good about yourself when your body looks a certain way? You only get to feel proud of yourself when you're your smallest, or you only get to feel as though you look pretty when you're your leanest, or you only feel as worthy as you deserve to feel when you're the smallest that you've been. The number on the scale says that you're the tiniest you've been, or you're going in that direction. So many women, myself included, have spent a lot of years of their lives tying their physical body to their level of worthiness. And the only time that we allow ourselves to feel good is when we are our smallest or our leanest or we look our best. I was talking about this on Instagram the other day. I saw, I think it was my friend Ren Jones who was on the podcast. I think he posted something many years ago that said something like, Loving your body, no, only loving your body when it's its fittest is like only loving your children when they're they're most well-behaved. Like it just, it doesn't make sense. Like it's not the way that life works. We accept other people when they're not at their quote unquote best and we love them. But for some reason, we withhold that from ourselves. And I think that we do this in a lot of ways, not just when it comes to our bodies. I mean, how often do you beat yourself up and tear yourself down for things that aren't actually that big of a deal? But if someone else did them, you would offer them love and kindness and compassion and grace and forgiveness, but you don't offer yourself that same exact thing. I actually recently just did this to myself. I was leaving to go to the hair salon a couple of days ago. And it was the day that our cleaners were meant to come to the house. And I really wanted the house clean because it's been an insane week. And I don't know how you feel, but for me, a clean and organized space gives me such a sense of relief in my mental capacity. And I keep my house very straightened and organized, but in between cleanings, I don't really clean. Like I don't do any kind of deep cleaning. And I wish that our cleaners came every week and I've considered asking them to come every week, but they come every two weeks. And while we like do the laundry and I make the bed and I keep the house really straightened, and of course we clean the kitchen every night, but we don't clean the bathrooms. We don't vacuum. We don't dust. So when they come, it feels really, really good for me. And August, when I'm recording this episode, has been a really insane month. And I wanted more than anything for them to come and clean so that I could just feel that sense of peace in my home. And I was leaving for a hair appointment and they were coming like 15 minutes after I was leaving. And they don't have the code to get in our front door because I'm just always home. So I left myself a note, like leave the front door unlocked for them to be able to get in. And I locked the front door so they couldn't get in. And so we gave them the code to get in and they were able to enter the code. But don't you know, shit luck, like the battery on our keypad died and they literally couldn't get in. So it ended up working out fine. They came back another day and cleaned, but I was like being really hard on myself. Like I kept apologizing to my husband because we both look forward to the day that the house gets clean. We're like Thursday mornings. We're just like, ah, clean house today. Like it feels so good. We're so excited for that. And I felt really bad. I was being really, really hard on myself. And I had to stop myself and say, Jessica, if Chris would have done this, you would have been like, okay, it's no big deal. Like they're going to come tomorrow. It's literally not the end of the world. Don't stress about it. But for some reason, I was being really hard on myself. 
So I want you to think about how often in your life you're not offering yourself the same love, kindness, compassion, or grace that you offer to other people. And I want you to work on giving that to yourself and your body. Work on loving yourself even when you're not at your very best. Work on loving yourself even when you make mistakes. Work on offering yourself kindness, compassion, and grace because you deserve that. And for some reason, we hold ourselves to these insanely high standards that are just so incredibly unrealistic. Like, you're going to fuck up in life. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have bad days. You're going to be imperfect. You have to learn to love yourself through it because beating yourself up through it is not moving you in the direction that you want to move in. Okay. So your body is worth loving even when it's not at its fittest. And I think it's really important for us to find ways to measure our progress that have nothing to do with our body so that we can learn to celebrate the accomplishments and keep momentum going. I don't think that we should be dependent on things like motivation and momentum to move forward. We want to build the relationship with ourselves that we care enough to show up even when we don't feel motivated or we don't feel like we're in a space where we have a lot of momentum. But I love to celebrate myself because it helps me keep momentum going. It helps me acknowledge myself and really see the progress that I'm making forward. And the more that you can see the progress that you're making, the more it's easy for you to connect the fact that your hard work and your effort is paying off. And the more that you believe that your hard work and effort is paying off, guess what? The more likely you're going to be to keep showing up. So we want to make sure that we're finding a way to measure our progress on our health and fitness journeys, even if we're not in a space where we're trying to change our bodies, or if we are, but we're still still working on trying to disconnect our level of worthiness from the size of our body. And we're working on paying attention to the things that actually really matter. I'm not in a space right now where I'm working on changing my body. And I don't know if I will ever be in a space where I'm working on changing my body again. I truly just don't know. I've come so far in the way that I feel in my body. And it's incredible to me that I get to live the life the way that I live my life and maintain a body that I feel really good in. Like, I eat what I want when I want, and I'm always respecting my body. I'm honoring my hunger and fullness. I'm choosing foods that I know make me feel my best. I I just, I feel really good in the way that I treat myself, and I feel really good in my body. Are there times where I'm like, oh man, like you really wanted to be smaller than this? Yeah, of course, because I have decades of thinking that way still in my mind. Uh, but every day I continue to work on retraining the way that I think and just reminding myself that, I can be fit and I can be strong and I can be healthy even if I'm a size 10, even if I'm a size 12, even if I'm not a size 2. I don't need to be a size 2 or 4 in order to be healthy. And not every body in this world is meant to be thin. Not every body in this world is meant to be petite. Not every body in this world is meant to be a size 2. And I am in a body that is just not meant to live there. And living there for me would mean absolute misery and living a life that feels really good is far more important to me than being in a size two or four body. Okay. I apologize for the text coming through. Chris always finds a way It's 6am on a Saturday and he's texting me. He just got to work and we're both clearly up early working. So let's talk about there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, There are eight things that I want to share with you that I think are really beneficial in helping you learn to measure your progress on your health and fitness journey, again, completely unrelated to your body. So number one is noticing an improved relationship with food. So maybe that means that you're not binge eating anymore. Maybe it means that you're not emotionally eating anymore. Maybe it means that you're honoring your hunger and fullness. Maybe it means that you are 
not stress eating anymore. Maybe it just means that you feel better when it comes to food because food is not consuming thoughts of your mind all of the time. I was asked the other day what a healthy relationship with food means to me. And my personal answer is feeling as though food does not completely consume my mind. Like I'm not thinking about food all the time. I eat my meals when it's time to eat. And sure, from time to time, if I know we're like going out to a delicious restaurant, I'll be like, oh, I can't wait for dinner tonight. But I'm not thinking about food all the time the way that I was in the past. And if you find that your mind is focused on things more important than food, that is progress. That's progress forward in terms of the relationship that you have with food. Another way for you to measure your progress on your health and fitness journey is recognizing that you're able to feel and cope with your emotions without turning to food. So if you have been an emotional eater all of your life and you have used food to cope or use food to escape, use food to run from, use food to suppress negative feelings in your life, maybe even you use food as a celebratory way in a way that's really unhealthy for you. And you justify eating a lot by telling yourself, I deserve this if you've done something really incredible in your life. Recognizing that you have the tools and the skills to be able to feel your emotions, allow yourself to sit with your emotions, process through your emotions, and not allow those emotions to dictate how you show up for yourself in your life, especially by turning to food, that is massive, massive progress for you and something absolutely worth celebrating, especially if you're a woman who is on your journey to healing your relationship with food. And that's one of the reasons why you're looking to focus more on progress that's being made forward away from changing your body, losing weight, transforming your body. When we decide that we're going to give up restrictive dieting so that we can heal our relationship with food, again, if you're so used to only measuring your progress forward in health and fitness by stepping on the scale or seeing your body shrinking, it's important for you to start looking at the other things in your life that you're really desiring to change and then celebrating those. So I encourage you to pay attention as you're feeling hard things in life. How are you handling them? And are you handling them better now than you were a couple of months ago or even a couple of years ago? If that answer is yes, it's worth celebrating. Another thing that's really important for us to celebrate and another way for you to measure your progress is if you recognize that you're being kinder to yourself when you are not perfect. I know that so many women, especially yo-yo dieters, struggle with this perfectionist way of thinking, this all or nothing way of thinking where they feel like if they can't do things perfectly, then there's no point in doing anything at all. If you recognize that when you can't be perfect, you're still showing up and putting in a little bit of effort, you're still giving your best, even if it's not 150%, and you're not completely beating yourself up and tearing yourself down when you're imperfect on your journey, that is absolutely worth celebrating because those are the things that are really changing you as a person. Learning how to change your body in the short term is cool. Like learning how to lose weight, amazing. But the problem for most people when they're learning how to lose weight or they are losing weight is that they're not focusing on the deeper things that are going to actually help them sustain that weight loss, right? That was what happened to me the first time I lost 100 pounds cool, I learned how to lose weight, but I didn't learn anything else. I didn't learn anything about loving myself, accepting myself, taking care of myself. I didn't learn anything about creating a sustainable lifestyle. I only learned how to lose weight, how to eat less, move my body more. That was my focus. And then after I regained that entire 100 pounds, I had to realize like, oh, wow, there are deeper lessons for me to learn here. There are more important things for me to be focusing on that I actually have to learn if I want to be able to sustain any amount of weight loss in my life because I only knew how to do one of two things. 
I only knew how to heavily restrict my calories and actively lose weight or binge eat emotionally eat and get myself right back to where I started. Finally, for the first time in my life, have I been able to maintain a body and that's mind blowing for me. Like the fact that my jean shorts have fit me for the last three summers is like, holy crap, like this is amazing. And I'm not intentionally doing anything beyond honoring my body the way that I've learned how to over the last several years. So you want to make sure that you're acknowledging the things that are actually helping you, the human being, create lasting change when it comes to transforming your body or losing weight, because at the end of the day, it's who you're being long-term and the way that you think about things that's going to help you sustain that weight loss that you're really wanting and letting go of the perfectionist way of thinking and saying goodbye to that all-or-nothing mindset Oh, one of the most important things in the entire, entire world. Another way for you to measure your progress, and I briefly mentioned this earlier when I was talking about relationship with food, but this is a huge way for you to measure your progress, is being able to feel your hunger and fullness and actually honor those cues, especially if you have been a binge eater or a mindless eater or like a nighttime snacker and you've really struggled with eating, even when you know you're not hungry, this is so important for you to acknowledge. If you are paying attention and learning to reconnect with your feelings of hunger and your feelings of fullness and understanding the hunger and fullness scale and recognizing where you are and when you're feeling hungry enough to eat and satiated enough to stop, these are so important and so valuable for you to really acknowledge the fact that you're learning how to do because for most people, myself included, when I was binge eating, I I never allowed myself to feel hungry. Like there would be a few times, like if I'm out and about with people and I don't have the opportunity to eat, then yeah, sure, I might get to the point where I actually feel hunger. But for the most part, or of course, if I was restrictive dieting and not allowing myself to eat, then I would feel my hunger. But unless I was following some kind of plan... On a normal day today, I would never allow myself to get to a point that I was actually hungry because I was like snacking and grazing all day long. I would just mindlessly eat. Anytime I felt the desire to eat, I would be in my kitchen eating. It's incredible for me now to be able to feel my hunger cues and start eating when I know that I am actually hungry. And most importantly, for me to be able to stop when I'm feeling satisfied without feeling the need to clear my plate, without feeling the need to eat seconds, without feeling the need to finish food just because it's there. Because for me to be able to honor myself makes me know that I'm respecting my body. And that for me is the most important thing is that I'm respecting my body. So if you're recognizing that you're actually feeling hunger again, and you're feeling fullness again, and most importantly, not only are you feeling them, but you're acknowledging them and choosing to respect them and honor them and listen when your body says I've had enough, or actually feed your body when it's hungry, This is incredible for a woman who has struggled with years of yo-yo dieting for you to be able to do this for yourself is such an incredible win. And it's such a beautiful part of you rebuilding the relationship that you have with yourself and your body. And I hope that you see this journey as that, not just a way for you to manipulate and change your body, but an opportunity for you to build and grow in the relationship that you have with your body and learning to actually love the body that you're in and treat the body that you have with kindness and compassion and just really genuinely wanting to take care of it. When you can get to a place where you genuinely want to take care of your body, my gosh, your whole entire life will start to change, okay? 
Another way that you can measure your progress on your health and fitness journey is the way that you feel when you're working out. So you should be working out. I think everyone should be working out. Maybe you're lifting heavier weights. Maybe you notice more endurance. Maybe it doesn't hurt so much when you walk. Maybe you can walk further distances. Like these are all things that are worth acknowledging and celebrating. There's a reason that you see me celebrating every PR that I hit in the gym with you guys on Instagram because I'm actually celebrating it in my own life and I want to share it with you because I want to inspire you to do those things. I want to inspire you to lift heavier weights, to run a little bit faster if you like to run, to improve your flexibility if you love yoga, whatever you are doing for your body. I want to encourage you to push yourself beyond your comfort zone and learn to celebrate that so that you can feel how good it feels to push yourself and to be proud of yourself. And again, these are the things that are going to keep you going on hard days. Maybe you're sleeping better. This is another really incredible way to measure your progress. Sleep is so important. I've heard so many times, and I still really want to bring a sleep expert onto the podcast. I started following one on Instagram, and I'm building that relationship. So I'll be reaching out to her soon, and hopefully she'll come on. Um, but maybe you're sleeping better. And I, I have read recently a number of times that sleep is literally the most important thing for us. You can exercise all you want. You can eat healthy all you want. If you are not sleeping enough and sleeping well, you are never going to see the results that you want. And you're not going to be as healthy as you can be. Sleep is so, so important. And it's one of the first things that a lot of people sacrifice. If you're in a season of your life where you're able to be getting good sleep, but you're just not because you're up watching Netflix and doing stuff around the house that can wait until tomorrow, I want to encourage you to start sleeping more. And if you are sleeping better, not getting up in the middle of the night, not going to bed with a stomach ache or heartburn because you've been binge eating before bed, these are really incredible things for you to acknowledge. Okay. And the final way to measure your progress that I want to share with you is that you recognize that you're staying consistent because you actually enjoy the journey. And this is the gold star. This is the gold medal. This is you're the MVP if you are feeling this. And this is where I have gotten myself to in my life. And my goal with all of my clients, no matter where they come to work with me, my goal is to help the women in my world learn to be consistent for themselves because they actually love showing up for themselves. When you, again, going back to the relationship you have with yourself, when you love yourself so much that you want nothing more than to show up for yourself, you're going to win. Like no matter what it is you want in life, you're going to achieve it. You're going to have it. You're going to win because you're going to show up and do the work regardless. You're not just waiting to get to the end result. You're enjoying every step of the way. Back when I first created my Facebook page, if you've been around since those days, shout out to you. But when I had my Facebook page, I I created it and I named it Joy in the Journey because I wanted to learn to find joy in the journey to achieving what I want because I didn't want to live like I did the first time losing 100 pounds, miserable every single day, starving myself, eating nothing but bowls of cereal and doing two Tybo workouts a day. I mean, y'all, I was dead. I was starving and my knees, I I can't believe I didn't do permanent damage, jumping around in an almost 300 pound body twice a day doing Tybo. Like from straight out of the gate, that's what I was doing. And I was so freaking miserable. I didn't want to live another journey like that. I wanted to create joy in it. I wanted to learn to enjoy it. And it's taken me a really long time to get to a healthy place with that. But I've done it. And if you notice that you're staying consistent because you actually enjoy the way you're showing up for yourself, like, 
That's my round of applause for you because that is absolutely worth celebrating. And my hope for you, every single one of you, is that you will get there if if you're not there yet. And my hope is that seeing that it's possible for other people gives you the hope and the proof that it's possible for you too, because it is, okay? No matter what you're working towards achieving in your life, I hope you will learn to acknowledge and celebrate yourself every single step of the way so that you can build that momentum and feel really proud of how you're showing up because the better you feel and how you're showing up, again, the more consistent you're going to be doing it. And the more consistent you are doing it, well, then the more results you're going to get. Okay. I love you guys so very much. I want to ask if you have not already left a rating and review here on the Queen of Pep Talks podcast, if you would take just a minute to do that. If you have the Purple Podcast app, you don't even have to listen from there. Maybe you listen on Spotify, but if you have an iPhone and you have the Purple Podcast app, that is where you can leave a rating and review. So you would just go to the app, go to the show, scroll down and click on the fifth star to leave a five star rating. And then underneath, you'll see a little box that says write a review. And you can write just a one sentence review if there was an episode that resonated with you or you want to write me something longer and more meaningful. It means so much to me. I read all of your reviews and I take them all to heart. I appreciate you guys so, so much. We put so much work into the podcast for you. And I do it because I want to, I want to make a positive impact on your life. But knowing that the podcast is actually doing that is so meaningful for me. So thank you for your messages. Thank you for sharing the podcast on your social media. Thank you for your ratings and reviews. Thank you to those of you over on Spotify who leave comments in the Q&A section. I appreciate you guys so, so, so much. I hope you have the best week ever. And I will talk to you on the next episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. See you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you are inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a rating and review on iTunes so I can keep the encouragement coming your way. I hope you know that your support in helping me grow the podcast this year, it means so much to me. If we aren't already connected on social media, head over to join Jessica XO on Instagram or join the join Jessica XO free Facebook community for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. Make sure you check out the show notes of today's episode for links to freebies, upcoming opportunities to work with me and ways that we can stay connected outside of the podcast. I love you so much. And I cannot wait to chat with you on the next episode of the queen of pep talks podcast. In the meantime, go fuck this day up in the best way possible.